we're going to uh, continue looking at uh, some verses out of context uh, this week. I decided that um, it would be important to do so. And the verse that we're going to look at is in Second Chronicles. Uh, I'm a big, uh, you know, I'm young, so I, I, I go on Facebook a lot and Twitter and stuff like that. And, and I've seen a lot over the past couple of weeks of some just terrible theology. And, and there's a ton of fear going around. And, and people are using some verses come out of context to instill fear. And that's not a good thing. That's not okay. Because you know what? Good theology creates hope. It creates peace. But bad theology creates fear. And this verse that we're going to look at in Second uh, Chronicles today, I noticed a lot of people were using to try to say that this world is coming to an end, that, that Jesus, uh, God's wrath is upon this earth right now because of the, the coronavirus and such that's going on. And we're going to talk about the fact that God is not dealing in wrath. God is dealing in grace right now. That's how he's dealing with the earth. And we're going to look at that. So I don't know what we're going to cover next week yet. We may take another verse out of context, uh, or we might do something a little different. Next week is uh, Palm Sunday, so it's very possible we'll talk about that. But I thought it important to deal with this today, uh, to try to help us to understand the world around us and what's going on. So let's read it. We're in 2 Chronicles 7. Verses 11 through 18. 2 Chronicles 7, verses 11 through 18. And again, I read out of the NASB, uh, but whatever Bible you've got in front of you uh, will work just, just fine. Uh, 2 Chronicles 7, 11 through 18. It reads, Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord in the king's palace and successfully completed all that he had planned on doing in the house of the Lord and in his palace. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. If I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, and my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now, may my, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. As for you, if you walk before me as your father David walked, even to do according to all that I have commanded you and will keep my statutes and my ordinances, then I will establish your royal throne as I covenanted with your father David, saying you shall not lack a man to be ruler in Israel." So if you read these verses, right, especially there in verse 13 and 14, these are the verses that are really being taken out of the context of what's, uh, of what's happening here. In verse 13, he says, if I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. And this is being used in the world today because, as we know, Australia just had a drought and fires raging across Australia, and they're saying, look, God held up the rain. And then in Africa right now, there are locusts that are going around devouring crops. And they're going, look, God said they would send locusts. And then pestilence among the people, this coronavirus, which is killing some people. Look, God's doing exactly what he said he was going to do. We need to turn back to him. Here's the thing, though. And this goes into number one on your note sheets there, which will be posted on the, on the Facebook page if you want to look at them and download them. Number one on your notes. Out of context, this verse was not written to you. This verse was not written to Australia. 
to Africa, to the United States, to the world. It was written to Israel in the time of Solomon the king. Now we read a little bit earlier than that, that Solomon finished the house of the Lord in the king's palace, right? So what's happened is in Jerusalem, he has finished the temple and he has finished where the king lives. David was not allowed to finish the temple. He was allowed to get all the materials, but because he was a warrior king, God said, you can't build the temple. So David said, okay, I will make sure all the materials are there so that when my son is king, he can build the temple. Solomon finishes the building of the temple, and this is a conversation that happens between God and Solomon. But the other thing that when this verse is taken out of context, what people try to say it means is that God is punishing the earth. God is mad at the earth, and he's punishing us humans. Now, here's the thing. I'm not here to tell you that we humans have done a great job. We've done a horrible job. We turn our backs on God each and every day. And in the Old Testament, you do read a lot of God sending uh, punishment or discipline, and there is a difference between those two words. Uh, discipline is when you're, you're attempting to teach a lesson. Punishment is when you're just doing harm to the person. He's sending some discipline, and he does it to the Israelites quite a bit, right? We talked about it a few weeks ago when we looked at uh, Jeremiah when the, the Israelites are in Babylon for 70 years. That is discipline. God disciplines his children. And even today, God disciplines his children. But he is not dealing in his wrath. Back then, there were times when he dealt in wrath towards his people and towards the earth. But today, he doesn't. Now, what's the difference between back then and today? It's two words, Jesus Christ. Now, did Jesus exist back then? Of course he did. Jesus is one of the three members of the Trinity. He always existed. He always will exist. But he had not yet sacrificed himself on the cross for us. The moment he did that and was resurrected, God decided to deal with the earth in grace. We don't get what we deserve yet. Eventually, he will deal with the earth in wrath. That's coming. Read through Revelation. That is wrath. And what's coming in Revelation is far worse than what's happening today. Infinitely worse. Ex exponentially more than what's happening to us today. So back then, he's dealing with them and he's saying, listen, Israel, these are the warning signs that you've gone astray. Turn back to me. Humble yourselves and turn back to me and I'll heal your land. And there will be a king in Jerusalem. And Solomon, I love that, right? Uh, there in, in, in verse uh, 17 and 18, he says, As for you, if you walk before me as your father David walked, even to do according to all that I have commanded you, and will keep my statutes and my ordinances, then I will establish your royal throne. He continues on a little bit. And you might say, well, didn't Israel fall eventually? Yep, because they didn't keep God's statutes and ordinances. They didn't hold up their side of the bargain. But so when we look at it out of its context, it says basically God is punishing the earth right now. But when we look at it in its context, and that's, uh, that's number two on your notes, in context, like I said earlier, this was written to Solomon, uh, written to Jerusalem through Solomon, to Israel, excuse me, through Solomon. And we talked about how God is not currently dealing with in, in wrath, but here's what I'm going to tell you, church. He is going to. There will come a day when God deals in wrath with this earth. When he pours out, the Bible says he pours out his wrath upon the earth. And we have an opportunity to make sure that it, the fewest amount of people experience, experience that wrath as possible. Now, here's the thing. You will always deserve wrath. 
I deserve wrath. It's what we deserve because of our sin. But Jesus Christ decided to die for us so that we didn't have to experience that wrath. He took the wrath of God upon himself that day, that night, so that we didn't have to. And judgment is coming, and I'm here to tell you, church, that yes, while coronavirus is around, that's not the worst thing that's coming. There will be far worse things. Now, I don't know when that's coming. It might be right now. It might be as you're watching this. It might be 20, 30, 40 years in the future. I don't know. But I do know that it's coming. And so I want to challenge you this morning to look at the world around you and say, how, how, can, I, how can I show Christ to people? How can I show them who he is? Because God's dealing in grace right now. Jesus Christ assured that. But there's coming a day when he'll deal in wrath. So to wrap this all up, when you take this verse out of context, all it does is so fear and so uh, uh, just this hysteria that's going around the world right now. But when you realize that this verse is not talking to you, that this verse was written to Israel, not to America. America is not Israel. We didn't take Israel's place. The church did not take Israel's place. When you realize that stuff and you can see that God is dealing in grace, look at the New Testament. I'm not saying the New Testament is more important than the Old Testament. I'm a strong believer that you have to have a basic understanding of the Old Testament if you're going to understand the New Testament. But if you read through the New Testament, you realize that God deals in grace right now. And you know what that does? That brings hope. That brings peace. Because it says to me that, yes, no matter how bad this coronavirus gets, and it's not going to get as bad as the common flu. It's just not. In 2017, it was one of the worst years for the flu on record. Did you know that? No, because the media didn't make a huge stink about it. Because it's the flu. And everybody gets the flu. This isn't even going to get as bad as that. But there is stuff that's coming. But it tells me that since I know that God is dealing in grace right now, I can have peace in the moment. Doesn't mean that fires won't rage in places like California sometimes. It doesn't mean that locusts won't devour certain uh, crops at times. It doesn't mean that we won't have times of drought and times of flood. It doesn't mean that we won't have natural disasters or viruses. But what it means is that I know that God is still dealing with me in grace. And that's what's important to understand. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for this morning this afternoon, this evening. Thank you that you deal in grace because I need it, Father. We need it so desperately. God, I thank you that good theology gives us hope and peace, and I pray that we would follow that theology. And Father, it's in the name of your Son that we pray. Amen and amen. God bless, guys.